Um, any new, ed, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, any new approach, <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> it's okay, F-Dub, I'll take this one. Any young protocol fresh on the tour de finance needs deep liquidity to keep up with the Peloton. Too much slippage can crash you out, leaving you with a lot less skin in the game. This week, we're talking to a couple of bearers on bikes. Bearadrome is providing a liquidity and low slippage trading hub on Chain. So pump up your tyres and shave your legs because you're in for quite the ride. But that's good. Um, let's say, let's pretend like that was a good intro. <laughs> Great job, left up. <laughs> well done, left up. Absolutely bang on intro there. We're joined today with the Bearadrome fellas. We've got Broccoli Hampton and MXM. How are you, boys? What's up, guys? Yo, what's up? GM Booga Booga. Uh, I actually just want to clarify. I'm actually only a mod at Bearadrome against my will. Court ordered. So... I just make stickers. MXM is the real brains behind the operation. So lawsuits, anything like that, send them his way. We got so many lawsuits open. I, I lost track. Like it's a lot of lawsuits. It's getting overwhelmed. <laughs> really, from Velodrome Curve, maybe. There's a lot of clerk work to do. Yeah, <laughs> no. we're suing literally everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're who's who's doing the suing? You're you're suing people. You're suing us, aren't you? From what I remember. Well, we're suing and being sued. I decide who to sue, and, and then Brock has to do the paperwork and fight it in court and, and the bear court. Basically, like a year ago, uh, I was grocery shopping and I was backing out of a parking lot, and I I backed into this dude and I fucking ran him over, and it was one of the bear drone mods, uh, and so the court ordered me <laughs> to cover for him for a year while he recovered. That I don't like. It seemed really like weird as a punishment, but I didn't have any money, so I just had to do that. So that's kind of how I got hooked up with like the bear drum guys. That's a good job, said Smokey the Bear. I'm excited for um, a double dose of broccoli two weeks in a row. I know, how'd you guys get so lucky? <laughs> <laughs> and how are you after mate how are you going uh i'm good king i'm doing well enjoying the day ready Lovely. to talk with uh some good friends and um you know actually something i'm looking forward to is getting some bicycle bikeling bike bikeling's not a word is it no okay. <laughs> oh um, no it's it, is now. Advice. Oh. It, it, it is now print it get <laughs> some cycling, cycling advice from the bike wars bike lores new role discord They're right now bikelings <laughs> I, uh, we should mention that, um, out of like the entire 300 people that are in crypto, Tez and, Te and there's one other guy are very into cycling. There's you and that guy who does those, do you remember that guy who did those like live streams on his bike? Oh yeah. Bikes for, bikes for peace. Yeah. You and that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, just in your own little club of how big you are in cycling. So he's prepared all these cycling puns and, uh, cycling little anecdotes and he's really hoping that you guys actually know your knowledge about bikes. Actually, I might start this now. This is not going to be a full trivia, but I'm just curious. How is your knowledge of cycling? Just out of curiosity. Yeah. Can you name every bike? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know nothing about bicycles at all. I think Brock is the expert because he put together the, the bicycle shop game. Oh, where you can build your you own bike too? and in return you get nothing. Uh, I don't even know how to ride a bike. Uh, he's still on the training wheels. Brutal. Okay. Do you know the hardest part about riding the bike is? The pavement. 
I could put a laugh track in behind that for you, but he can't laugh. Yeah, I think we're going to need a laugh track for all the bike puns because I'm, I'm not even going to get them. <laughs> nah, it's okay. I'll, I'll ditch the bike puns. All right, well, let's get into the meat of it then. Let's stop. Like, dude, here. what's a, oh, yeah, what's a derailer? Oh, what derailer. Is that? That's, that's the part that shifts. So, like, you know, there's. Right, cut this out. Okay, well, I can explain <laughs> that to you. You got a front and rear derailleur on a road bike. One hour later. Yeah, the ratios are, yeah, it depends. But I'll, I'll talk about that later because people will have clicked <laughs> off by now if we keep going through <laughs> this shit. Okay, you want to know what I think? I think it's a terrible podcast. I just um, want to shut it off. Click off. I think where I want to start is get a bit of a background from you, MXM. I think we heard Broccoli's life story last episode. I wanted to kind of know a bit about you, who you are, maybe what your background is in crypto and yeah, just like what your role is at Baradrome. Yeah, sure. I got into crypto around 2016, 2017. It's actually kind of a funny story. I was at a beach in Sri Lanka, like a surf beach, and some German dude told me about, hey, we should be mining Ethereum. And I was like, what the hell is Ethereum? Like, I have no idea what that is. I like knew what Bitcoin was. I actually never really got Bitcoin until like maybe 2019. I got Ethereum before Bitcoin, but like Bitcoin took me, strangely enough, a bit longer to understand. So we set up this sort of like weird ETH mining operation. Um, I was living in Singapore at the time, actually working for like a big, big bank. And we set up this ETH mining operation in my condo. And in the condos in Singapore, like, by law, you got to have a bomb shelter in case North Korea nuke Singapore one day, like, you got a bomb shelter that you can hide in. So what we did is, like, I went down to, like, the local computer, it's like a computer mall, and I went to every single store and I bought, like, all the best GPUs. And, like, at the third store, I was, like, at, like, 14 GPUs or something, and the guy's like, what the fuck are you doing with all these GPUs? Like, are you, like, building, like, some kind of monster-ass PC for gaming? I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm gonna mine Ethereum. He's like, what? Mine what? And I was like, yeah, like, I think in, like, three or six months, like, you will have no GPUs in stock. Like, I think all that stuff will be sold out. Yeah, and then um, I got, like, I think, like, almost like 16 or 18 cards and we basically ordered like a bunch of Chinese microwave shells and we like mounted the motherboards and the GPUs on those shells and I put it in my bomb shelter. The reason we did that in my house was that my lease had no like cap on electricity like included in the lease and we thought like yeah we just mine like our asses off until like my landlord is just basically threatening to kick me out. Uh, which we did. So <laughs> you can imagine, like, I had this penthouse in Singapore with this bomb shelter running like 16 GPUs. It was so fucking hot in there. It was like probably like 40 Celsius in that room. And I had to leave the aircon running in the living room, like, constantly, just so, you know, the heat doesn't dissipate through the whole apartment. It was like, tried to see, like, whenever I had, like, a house party, somebody walked to the bathroom, they would walk past this bomb shelter, and there's, like, this fan noise, like a data center, and they're like, what are all these colors? What's going on here? Like, what is going on? You're, like, running your own data center. Yeah, that's how I got involved with crypto at that point, Ethereum and all that stuff. And yeah, basically stuck around. I actually worked for another crypto startup before. I think everyone knows that one, it's obviously Go. Uh, it turned into OMG Network and was then essentially uh, sold to another company, which uh, launched uh, an Ethereum L2 called Boba Network. So that's where I used to work until like mid last year. And then I actually got introduced to Smokey from Chain through one of the Velodrome guys. So at my time at Bobo, I used to work with Information Token DAO. And if you guys know essentially the team behind Information Token DAO, they do like consulting on tokenomics. Like for example, they helped like redact the cartel of their tokenomics. Um, and that's how I got 
in touch with Redacted Cartel and the Velodrome guys, and then they essentially put me in touch with Smokey, and then Smokey was saying, like, hey, why don't we just, you know, get, like, something going, like, bears on bikes, you know, something like Velodrome that worked really well on Optimism. Um, they have, like, really a lot of traction there. So, yeah, that was, like, the birth of Velodrome. And yeah, now I'm here with the broccoli, the e-girl, and my cat is still dying, it seems. Uh, <laughs> yeah, your cat has a lot to yeah. say there as well. Is, is that genuinely your cat being tortured? What is going on with that cat? Is he all right? So, so, so the place I'm in, the person who lives here just got a new cat today. Is that is that cat in heat? Honestly, broccoli, <laughs> this is a weird place for a meow token promotion from Gumball. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Wow. <laughs> no, no. Some no. Some cats have like different cadences and like kind of like, the way they they I guess communicate. My cat makes it sound when it's like on the way to the vet. So like it's oh, very is that vet, is that vet sound? I feel like that's a kill me sound. <laughs> oh. I don't know. That could be oh, poor guy. <laughs> MXM's cat's normal talking voice. No, that's like a six month old cat. Little guy. Oh, okay. Little kitten. Bullish. You're listening to the Honeycast. MXM. MXM. You there? Hello. You there, Brock? <laughs> F-Dub? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are we alone? He's gone. <laughs> ah, classic bear drum, rugging. <laughs> Fuck. Been rugged. What did, what did you expect, dude? Bear drum this... rugs the podcast. <laughs> Two hours later. Yeah, sorry. There's like no there's like no fiber connection here. I'm using like a phone and tethering like to a hotspot. Oh, okay. So let's start at the start. So what happened? You heard you need, you're on a beach. <laughs> oh shit again. <laughs> no, so I guess what was interesting, which I didn't know, is you kind of workshop the idea for Berodrome with Smokey. Is that right? Like you guys had a chat and he's like, Oh, what would be sick is a sort of something a bit like Velodrome on Barachain. Was that kind of how the idea was conceived? Yeah, I think actually uh, Smokey wanted to work with the Velodrome guys uh, initially, but I think they're like sort of like bound to optimism, right? Since they're funded by optimism, so it's like an optimism maxi team, right? So, But the, the concept obviously works, right? If you look at the numbers, they're doing quite a lot of volume and uh, record high bribes, I think, again, like this week or this month. Yeah, it really works well for like, you know, new chains and new projects that want to build liquidity. So I think that's why he wanted to apply that concept to Barachain. And he needed like one fool to actually do that. So that's me. But you said you were working on a project called Boban. And, and was that over in Optimism, was it? And therefore you had some connection with the Velodrome guys? Did I hear that correct? No. So Boba is actually a fork of the Optimism code. So Boba is an L2. Oh, um, so the reason I know the Velodrome guys is because there from the information token DAO team. So you know that whole drama with like Gabagool and all that stuff? Like, I don't know if you heard about that. So it was originally like the information token DAO team and some of them launched Velodrome, right? And I was working with the information token DAO team because we wanted to revamp the tokenomics for the project I was working on. And that's how essentially I know like most of the guys there. Okay, that leads me on to then, I guess we get a bit of an explanation for those who maybe aren't aware of Velodrome at all or, or how it works. Could one of you guys give an explanation to what exactly is Berodrome, how it works, what does it function as? I mean, I feel like you're probably going to give a better technical answer uh, than than I am. Have a, cra- have a crack, Brock. Yeah, have a crack, Brock, and then get MXM to fill in the gaps. That's what I yeah, let's do that. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, it's like a liquidity farming ecosystem that allows like protocols to bootstrap liquidity through like bribes uh, and gauge systems. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's based on like the like V3 tokenomics, so like non-dilutive uh, voting fees, I believe. And yeah, that's you know that's the baseline I work off of when I make stickers, normally. 
<laughs> so the, the core of Veradromes, it allows protocols to build like vaults, deep liquidity for less. So essentially like the old AMM AM style, liquidity providing and token farming we all know from back in you know DeFi summer, leads like to kind of like a farm and dump behavior. So the way that VE33 like solidly style DEXs uh, work is that we emit the Barrow token to LPs. So Barrow is the Barrowdrum token. And the way it works is that holders of high Barrow, so high Barrow is essentially uh, short for hibernated Barrow token, um, which is our governance token that you can use to vote on which liquidity pools receive the actual Barrow emissions. So what you essentially have here is um, if you want to attract like the Barrow token to your liquidity pool. So let's say you're like a protocol on bear chain and you need liquidity for your token X to honey or whatever, right? Like the other token pairs honey. Then you have like two options. You can accumulate high barrel, so like the governance token of Barodrome, and you can use that to vote for rewards to your token pair, right? And the other option is you can essentially just bribe rewards. So what you could do is like you could bribe other people that hold like a lot of high barrel um, with your own native token. So you can give your token X to the holders of high barrel, you know, to vote on emissions to your own pools. That's essentially how it works. The good thing is like, it's way more capital efficient than, you know, the old farm and dump behavior. It's essentially the, the backstory of Barrow So with the Barrow token, if you wanted to get access to that Barrow token, I noticed that people who become liquidity providers, they receive Barrow. If a user wanted to go on, do they buy Barrow off a market or do they have to provide liquidity to a pair? Like what's the best way of getting Barrow to your wallet? No, so you, you can buy Barrow off the market, right? You can buy it on Barrow Like there will be a pool for it, right? So you can either buy it with like, ETH or let's say with Honey or whatever, or you can farm our sticker neck and get an airdrop alpha alert, um, then you would have some barrel. Yeah, so there's all kinds of ways to uh, accumulate barrel. I was actually just going to ask MXN, would you say Barodrum is more of a protocol that's aiming towards like users, like DeFi users or like other protocols or kind of both? Like, do you guys have like a, a main demographic you're like kind of working towards working with? No, it's more like a protocol for protocols. So, you know, early protocol bootstrap liquidity on Barodrome, and then you essentially make your users whole as well, right? Because they can they can buy a token of like great slippage and all that bad stuff that comes with bad liquidity. Goose is just always looking for his own bag and seeing how he can accumulate uh, some <laughs> you, you can get an airdrop, yeah. Ooh. You just have to grind the, the bicycle gears. Grind the gears? What do you mean by that? Well, there's several ways to get sticker net, we call it, right? Because there's no test net. We only have stick in it. You can build like a complete bike in the Discord, which is atrocious. Uh, Brock, how long does it? How long does that even take? Uh, Has anyone even built a complete oh, bike? Oh yeah, we've got we got a, quite a few people. Yeah, what are the other ones? We did the game, which was uh, also a complete mess. Also atrocious. Uh, yeah, was it, it was a complete yeah, rock. The Barodrome video game. <laughs> I think uh, about three quarters of the way through, somebody found an exploit that let them just farm points. Oh, uh, one? But it's like, well, that's the thing, dude. Yeah. It's like a, it's a man, it's like a, a fan-made game that has not been rigorously tested. You know, so it's like yeah. you can't pull the competition three quarters of the way through. So we just said the rules were whoever got the highest score on the leaderboard. There was no other rules. So uh, uh, that was cheeky. the fucking event for Sticker Day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was like a legit guy at like 80k points or something. And then suddenly there was a guy with like a quarter million. 
And then I knew, like, okay, like, must be a buck. Like, yeah, yeah works, he works smart, not hard. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I mean, honestly, dude, it's kind of a symbolic of crypto as a whole, right? It's like the guy who came in and fucked with the back end and figured out the exploit exactly. won the game, I guess. So, uh, poetic in a way, yep. but... Uh, it's also indicative of cycling. <laughs> yes. Well, you find the exploit, yeah. you, you know, you, you find the right drugs, the right combination, and you, you win the tour. <laughs> Get on the EPO. Lance, all you need is the red cells. Wait, so I guess I'm a little confused. So, Stickernet is not Testnet. So, what exactly is Stickernet? Can you can you spell it out for me plainly? What is Stickernet? Yeah, so Stickernet is like you would get to test the website. Oh right. But it's like stickers. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm much less confused now. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for that, Brock. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, you basically just submit new stickers until the site goes down. Since you guys have been building for a little while and you kind of been at it for a few months now, uh, how do you think Bear Drome is going to, f- I guess, mesh in uh, into the larger Barrow ecosystem? If you had to take a guess, Bear Chain launches eventually, turns out to be real. How do you see Bear Drome playing out? So I don't see us like as a competition to the Crocsop that's built into the chain, right? Because that's like more like a DEX for the major mm-hmm. coins, right? Like BTC, ETH, Honey, and Bearer, if that token ever becomes reality. So I see us more like the as the go-to shop, you know, for like small projects, you know, just want to launch, you know, bootstrap liquidity, and maybe also they want to like use our connections in terms of you know our reach to other protocols because we're pretty much connected to all the protocols that are building on bear chain already. Like unless maybe the ones that don't have a token, because you know then there's no liquidity to build really. So yeah, I see us like the one-stop shop for like new protocols looking to build a bear chain looking to make an impact you know looking to get acquainted with the ecosystem looking to learn about the stickers you know all the fake stuff <laughs> gotcha okay that makes a lot more sense so a lot of the um protocols that a lot of people already probably know that are currently building and planning to launch on bear chain too that you're partnering with so you see a lot of them already they will have liquidity pools created on bear well, essentially, you can't really create any pools right now because the chain doesn't exist, right? But if we were to deploy the smart contracts on, you know, on a local chain and, you know, we mix it all together, then, yeah, of course, you can do that. But, yeah, once Testnet is live, we'll have all that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's, sorry, that's what I meant. I meant in, in a bearer chain is real world where it's launched and everyone's on it. Are you able to divulge some of those partners? Who have you been working with? Yeah, I mean, I think most guys now in the ecosystem are aware of our... Uh, slogan. I hope I get it back together now. Uh, bearers on bikes, on balls, in balls, with locks surrounded by bees. Something like that. So if you, you know, so bearers on bikes, your alpha, on balls, just <laughs> in vaults, in locks, with bees. With locks, like like a lock, like a hair. You know what I mean? Ah, that's what that one was. I don't want to say the, the whole anyway. word because then it's too easy. I can. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I have to suffer. I didn't know what that one was. The, uh, okay, so say it all again. Tess. Do you want me to say it? Yeah. Oh, do you want? Okay, yeah. I got it. Bearers on bikes, on balls, in vaults, with locks. Surrounded by bees. Surrounded by bees. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Great. That's right. All right. Don't forget that one, guys. That's. Oh, yeah. Actually, oh. I forgot one, but yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what did you forget? It's a never-ending riddle. I have no idea how to implement it. Yeah. Oh, like as in to the pun? There's a new one, is there? It's something with um, betting. Oh. Uh, betting? Betting, honey. Oh. Ah. So Brock is tasked to, you know? Yeah, come on, Brock, do something. Yeah. 
balls with bees with vaults on knees. On knees. On knees. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, I think the marketing is just so strong in Bear Drum. Uh, who, dude, Edwarna? Edwarna has been killing it, man. I gotta give a shout out to that guy. He's like a uh, sticker man extraordinaire. He's actually gunning for my job, which he's probably gonna get here very soon. I mean, we literally hired him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Now we're both hired. And uh, I've been slacking, guys. Edwarna is calling me every day. He's like, Brock, they're gonna cut your balls off. You better get back here. Uh, but he's just so good at his job, dude. It's intimidating being in the office with him, you know? You guys are talking about, I guess, the meme artists. In your experience so far, you know, running this protocol, how crucial do you think having, I guess, the like this memetics, uh, the community aspect with these stickers and whatnot, how crucial do you think that is to, I guess, the success of a new coming protocol? It's all, it's all Bear Drum has right now. But it's like, dude, without the stickers and the memes, like, what are any of these projects, right? Like, it's crucial, you know, especially bear, like bear chain for real. Like you got to meme, you got to be able to meme hard. Yeah. You do also need code though. You guys have code. Hey, do you guys have anything underlying <laughs> or are you just a bunch of stickers? We're just using chat GPT for all the code. Yeah. But chat GPT is like not really working lately. So we're pretty much, you know, wrecked now. We need to hire dev. Yeah. yeah we're dead in the water. Join us next week. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast was an Ooga Booga production. Yeah, I mean, on the real, like, you know, when a project hasn't launched yet and the only thing you kind of have to offer is, like, the hype of the project and testnet spots, uh, it's hard to incentivize people to hang out in your community if you're not shitposting and making people laugh. So I think it's pretty important. But wait, wait there's, there's another project that has not released anything and has no memes and it's still going. You know which one it is? Uh, no. Cardano? Oh, Cardano. Uh, yes. <laughs> well played. Come at us, Cardano. Come at us. <laughs> the Cardano guys are actually, they're actually going to join the podcast next week. So <laughs> this is pretty awkward. <laughs> I'm actually a Cardano Maxi. Yeah, so. I'm actually on the Cardano team too. Cardano, the world's most advanced blockchain. Charles, great to have you. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me on. I was going to quickly um, pedal, pedal back oh, to, uh, to StickerNet. So is the plan that StickerNet will go live once the testnet for Barachain is live? Is that what people can expect? Hence why we're running purely on memes and, and hope right now? Yes, pretty much the plan. Um, yeah, yeah. We got more hopes and memes going on right now, actually. Uh, we just announced it, actually. The Tour de Berons. You know, you get, you get the joke. Tour de Berons. So it's another like rock contest that you can't win. So what you do is you go on our Discord and you, like sub you submit some absolutely horrible art. Like if you go on our art channel in Discord, it's just... There's like anything from um, AI art to like two-year-old drawings and uh, messed out people, you know, drawing some bears on bikes. And what we're going to do is we're going to like take the best stuff and we're going to put it on merch. Oh, right. It's not going to be like, you know, the, your normal merch, like um, sweaters, hoodies and all that stuff. I mean, that we got too, but we're also going to print some unique custom Lycra, you know, racing suits that you can, you know, wear on your bike and ride in circles. And the winners, like the people can dress up. They're going to get access to StickerNet as usual, right? This is yeah. always, you know, our thing to give out. But we're also launching actually a... Alpha, alpha alert. A NFT series on Gumball. 
uh, which is Steve Barrows on Bikes NFT Series. And Ooh. if you participate in the merch contest, you stand a chance to win whitelist for that. And you can mint it at like a couple dollars and then later complain why we didn't make you a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> MXM, you're going to build these NFTs on Drum. Are they going to have any utility on Drum itself? What can you do with them? That's a good question. And I'll get back to you on that later, after the break. This podcast is brought to you by Honey. Honey, it comes from bees and it's delicious. Just get some already. Back to the show. Yeah, like I'm looking at this merch. It all looks pretty cool. There's a guy who's already put his own art onto a jumper. Looks fun. Do you know what the difference between a well-dressed uh, bicyclist <laughs> and a poorly-dressed person who's riding a tricycle? Oh, do do tell. A tire. A tire. Oh, did you just Google that? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing to me? Oh. <laughs> I'll put the I'll put the can laughter in. Funny, funny, funny. Okay, so there will be an NFT project launching on Gumball. The Bearers on Bikes is what it's called. Is that right? Yeah, for now, it's, I think, Bearers on Bikes, but maybe also just call it Tour de Barons. Who knows? Okay, but utility is yet to be disclosed. I am curious because we did talk about last week, Brock, with the, with the Gumballers. You were talking about the Gummy Bearers, and you did mention the Bearers on Bikes. Is that the same thing or is that a different project? Mm, you know, I can't say too much, but... Uh... I think that there's only one Barra themed project building on us right now. That's what I'll say. And I think it's uh I think it's these guys. I think it's these DGENs. So Yeah. Basically like, you know, from our perspective, any chain that Gumball's on, we wanna also be connecting with like liquidity protocols and DEXs, kind of just to expand our network. When NFT projects launch through us, they can then have kind of a bigger network to, you know, if they want to do a liquidity pool somewhere or, you know, do farming somewhere, they can, we can help connect them. Um, and so Drone was actually, I think, the first DEX that wanted to do their own NFT, which was like a really interesting, kind of opens a very interesting, like, Pandora's box of possibilities. I guess, MXM, some questions for you, maybe. I don't even know if these details are decided yet, but, like, what would the base asset be for this for this backed NFT? Would you be backing it with, like, Barrow? Or would it be, like, ETH-backed? Or I guess there's no ETH on Barrow chain, so whatever the gas token is. Barrow. Backed by Barrow? Barrow. Backed by Barrow. Yeah, I guess it could be backed by Barrow or Bar- Barrow, right? Barrow is the gas token. Backed by Barrow. It's like Barrow, the... Barrow. Backed by Barrow with an Barrow. O. Barrow. Yeah. Okay. Backed by Barrow. Barrow. God, dude, this is going to get confusing, guys. I say it the same as you. Say it again. Barrow. Oh, well, I'm excited to see how that unfolds. Do we have a rough timeline of when we can expect anything from that, from the Tour de Barrance? Well, the contest goes for two weeks, I think. Our in-house e-girl is managing it. Yeah, and then once that is done, we basically can already launch on Gumballs. It's already live on Arbitrum. You can launch there first, and then later on, you can use them on Barrachain. I didn't even know that. That's sick. Look, I'm even <laughs> getting alpha today, guys. This yeah. is so sick. Ask away, bro. <laughs> <laughs> been telling you this for weeks, man. Bro, shit's been crazy. I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> if FW didn't message me yesterday, dude, thank God he messaged me, dude. Yeah, I'm. Uh, we're going to be looping back around on all this, so I've got a sneak peek of the art that they're using, and I'm pretty hyped. Man, keeping up with all these strategies during chain launch is going to be ridiculous, but I'm here for it, guys. Thank you. <laughs> You're listening to The Honeycast. 
I want to kind of circle back to maybe some of the mechanics of the protocol again. When I was reading your docs, you said you were utilizing a lot of different AMMs and, and taking certain aspects from different ones that you like and think work well. So I was curious to know if there are any particular ways you might differ from Velodrome or from Curve um, in any particular regard. Like what is it that you're taking from each different thing and then creating your own unique product? Yeah, so... The simplest differentiation to Velodrome is that we don't use NFTs to represent your voting shares, right? Because Velodrome, they use VE NFTs. So if you like lock your Velo into VE Velo, you get like an NFT that represents your voting rights. And that NFT can be essentially uh, moved around, right? So if I, for example, want to give the Honeycast team 1% 1% of the voting rights on Baradrome, I could like lock some tokens and send them to you as an NFT and you can then use them to direct emissions or do whatever. But I think from a technical perspective, the more VE NFTs you have, you're going to have some issues with the front end. I think Velodrome fixed that by now. Uh, I'm not sure, but in the beginning, it was like you had like quite a lot of issues with the RPC calls because the more VE NFTs you have, the more RPC calls you have to do, you know, to resolve like what does this F- NFT do, like what voting rights does it have, who locked it, and all these different kind of uh, mechanics. So we essentially just went for what SpiritSwap does, which is, you know, the curve model where you just essentially just lock the token for four years max, and then you get high barrel in return. And we built like a custom kind of script. So once we launch, since we don't have the VE NFT, which can easily be transferred, we're going to essentially auto lock the tokens that we give out to the protocols. So we still trust like all the guys we work with, right? We trust that when we give tokens, that could be dumped, but there's still like a, like a mechanism where they can be locked. And similar for the airdrop as well, because there's also going to be an airdrop where you receive high barrel instead of barrel. There's like some smart contract magic in there that when you claim your airdrop, it's going to be automatically locked. So that's like uh, one major difference to Velodrome. I guess on the subject of locking up your barrow for high barrow as well, I do wonder if you foresee anything similar in regards to something like Convex, where there mm. could be a, more of a liquid wrapper version of high barrow, maybe come on the horizon, you, like maybe from yourselves, or you could see another protocol spinning something up like that. Could you envision that happening with Barodrome? Yeah, so Convex essentially works on the boost mechanism, right? Yeah. So when we um, engineered this, we, we didn't go for a boost. Oh, there's no boost. Essentially, because we want to... If you have a boost, you can build something on top, like Convex, right? But we went for no boosting. Because in the future, we might want to build our own solution for that, right? And, you know, the more we build ourselves, the more we can give back to the users, right? The thing that I'm wondering now, between Broccoli and between MXM, who's the bigger cyclist? (laughs) Dude, I literally don't even own a bike. I probably have the bigger quads because of the weightlifting, but I'm not a good cyclist. Ooh. Ooh. Hello, hello. I guess he's running circles around yeah. you on that, eh? Well, wait, weightlifters don't make the best. I think the e-girl is probably the best cyclist. Yeah, can we go into what this eagle's about? E-girl. E-girl. E- <laughs> Michi. Is that Michi, right? Michi. Yeah, What's her Michi. Twitch? Let's plug her Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Michi626. Subscribe. Uh, like. This ain't financial advice, but drop the Prime membership. Sub-a-dub-dub. Join the simp empire. She's handling the content usually, like the the Twitter stuff and some of the Discord stuff and, you know, planning, you know, some announcements when Brock is like stoned or not coming to the office. She does. She fills in (laughs) for him. 
She is yeah. seriously like the silent force behind the project, I feel like. It's just a bunch of us shitposting a Discord and then she's doing like all the real work. I think she's a dev too. And what, she's like a VTuber or something? Not a VTuber, just like, just a regular streamer. What's VTube? Is that like Australian YouTube? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> yeah. Can I veggie munch tube it's short for? Um no, it's it's like the anime thing. Like the No, it's, it's the veggie munch tube. Yeah, veggie munch YouTubes. No, VTube's like isn't that like market <laughs> okay. capping does VTubing, right? It's when you get the anime kind of avatar talking for you. That's that's VTubing, right? Oh Yeah, what's that called? That NFT Anatara. I have like a like a cartoony face over the top of them. Yeah, yeah. So like what DCF's doing. Yeah, it's like sort of it comes from I guess traditional like anime sort of outfit. You're wearing it on you, sort of like those like Snapchat filters, I guess. But you're doing it on a computer and tracks your motion, your facial features, and uh, you can just make content on it. And then you do YouTube videos virtually. Shout out to Anata. They're they're kind of spearing that in the NFT space. They are. Is that the thing where dudes will be like metaverse strippers and they'll be making like a bunch of money? Like <laughs> that's just you, Brock. Yep. <laughs> I do shake my cheeks for He's ETH like, occasionally, and I might do it for some uh, high arrow and arrow. It's not a bad idea. Duly noted, sir. Duly noted. You're listening to the Honeycast. Easy. Well, I'm guess I'm keen to wrap it pretty soon. Is there anything you guys want to leave us with before we go? Final thoughts. Yeah, make sure you submit your merch, art, and stuff in our Discord because the NFTs are really dope and don't want to miss out on the whitelist. Yeah, I would just say careful backing out of parking lots, and you don't want to end up being a mod for uh, imaginary decks, <laughs> getting paid in a locked imaginary token. But yeah. Fuck yeah, guys. Thanks for having us on. I'm Pleasure. always on. Even if I'm not on any, like, I'll just come on to any of your podcasts. I was like, I think we're at this point. I don't even need to be on any of the protocols, dude. I think the next one, I'll just hop in and talk shit. Yeah, cock sounds, yeah. You're like a rebase now, yep. as, as I call them. <laughs> Yourself, too. Always fun chatting with you guys. F-Dub, anything you want to add? Thanks for having us. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, I think, uh, I guess, just plug you guys, your socials, uh, where should the listeners follow you, I guess, individually and protocol? YouTube brain, very good. Well done. Uh, yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Broccoli Hampton, uh, and then the last O in Hampton is a zero, so it kind of looks like a scam, but it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and your own, what was your OnlyFans again? Nice. Uh, OnlyFans is Big Cock Brock, 2069. <laughs> I'm like a super fan there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. OnlyFans, Fansly, uh, RedTube, YouTube, Pornhub, PornTube, YouPorn, VTube. I'm on all of them. Sweet. Hey, Brock, we got to talk about OnlyPause. I'm working on something. I just typed broccoli into Pornhub, but you didn't show up. I wish I didn't. <laughs> I'm glad somebody tried. MXM, anywhere we can uh, follow you? Yeah, yeah. My Twitter is BarrowBuilder. Like Barrow, like the Barrow Chain, and Builder, like the Builder. And you can find our Barodrome Discord, discord.gg slash Barodrome. Barodrome.com, which is like a rock website with the logo. There's nothing there. Uh, but you might be, you know, clicking around and finding something. Who knows? Very good. Nice. Thanks, gents. And uh, to all the listeners, thank you so much for checking out this episode of The Honeycast. You can check us out over at Barra underscore podcast. We've got a new Twitter handle. And leave a review, right, Tess? People can leave reviews on, on these things. Uh, Only good reviews. Yes, they can. Yeah, you can leave reviews. I know. Yeah, I left a one-star review already. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> nice. Appreciate that. You're welcome. This podcast was an Ooga Booga production. See you on the next one. <laughs>